0: Hey, brother, welcome to another episode of Consciousness and Leadership, the podcast for truth-seeking men. I am your host, Spencer Raymond Madden, and I am super excited and honored to be having another conscious conversation with a true New Earth masculine leader, uh, my brother, Corey Sheik, who is up in Canada. And we're just going to get right into it. One of the things that I just love about Corey is he's extremely enlightened and has spent a good quantity of his life studying consciousness, studying himself, studying the world around him. And I don't throw around the term enlightened, um, (laughs) just loosey-goosey. He's really an extremely tapped individual, and I know you're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So welcome to Consciousness and Leadership, Corey.
1: Thanks, man. It's really great to be with you here and, um, yeah, just have a conversation. I think that's the best thing we can do right now. It's not so much about, um, you know, needing to teach everyone everything or, you know, go into all these different, like, workshops and things that we've known in the past and especially in the world that we're in. It's really, I think, about now just having open conversations and seeing where everybody's at.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. So let's just let's get right into it because I know earlier this year you had been investing a lot of your time and, and energy into putting together a really common through line with some of the presentations that you've you know you've offered as a gift to the world around you know what the heck is really happening with our society and this, you know, quote unquote ascension process we're going in. So I'd love to just turn it over to you to give us, you know, the the nitty gritty, the the quick and dirty version of some of this studying and research that you've been doing.
1: Nice, it's a fun, it's a good way of putting it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been a long ride. I mean, at least just just at least a small background for people to have context, you know, where I'm coming from. I mean, I'm just a normal hmm. normal Canadian dude, you know, like I grew up in in mainly in Ottawa. I mean, my dad was in the military, so we were all over Canada, and you know, doing the kind of tour if you will and all these different schools and learning and adapting through my childhood and I think you know like many people in their childhood um, you know we go through all kinds of different challenges and and things in a world that um, you know has a, a certain amount of opportunity and certainly I think we've we've kind of mastered maybe the survival game at least on some degree I mean at least in Canada we're fortunate but you know in other places in the world we still haven't really mastered that so I mean we're still at base level there but you know, when it comes to the element of us being able to thrive, for instance, you know, and really live in a, in a way that we aren't, you know, faced with so much discomfort and pain and, and more so suffering in, in our life, because, you know, pain and discomfort can be certainly very supportive on our journey. But, um, you know, I think like many, uh, you know, my childhood w- was filled with a lot of uh, varying levels of suffering that confused me often. And it confused, um, you know, me and, and, and got me to asking a lot of different questions that, um, you know about things that just kind of didn't add up, or you know, just hunches I had about um, you know the way my my school life went, you know, the way my family life was, the way you know interactions with friends, and you know things like bullying and and you know having to fit in and these different social dynamics. So those were a lot of the initial questions that fueled a lot of my you know internal seeking. Um, and and going into my early teen years, that's what got me really into you know, things like weightlifting and then got into martial arts. And then I was, you know, following this martial arts path of wanting to be a UFC fighter. And that was quite a serious consideration for, you know, a good five years of my life. And, you know, this was all kind of fueled from, uh, I would say, this kind of anger I had or this this kind of deepened desire to uh, have more control over my experience and and my well-being and, and what I felt like I wanted to do rather than, you know, either a being told by teachers, society, parents, friends, etc., or um, b you know just again looking to find a sense of identity and and who I truly was. So, you know the the whole cool fitness and and martial arts and sports and all that. I feel like that's a common topic, especially for you know the men listening to this. Um, you know, it's, it's often a path that we kind of go down because it's kind of such a conditioned idea. And it's not just conditioned. It's, I think it's very natural um, that we kind of go down that physical path, you know, because we want to move our energy. We want to access our masculinity. We want to feel that power within us and then how that's mirrored outwardly. And so that was kind of the initial kind of trajectory in my life that, um, you know, some people don't see as relevant as to why that relates to the awakening path now or even this year, 2020. But it, it, it is such a big topic because that fuel that that kind of engaged me into that and then business and then the kind of pickup artist scene. I was really in that in the initial personal development, kind of Tony Robbins phase, I like to call it, you know, um, <laughs> my early 20s. Right. Um, and that that was all kind of precursors into you know, going down the business route and then finding myself in a lot of challenging situations in that business space, which led me to things like meditation and, you know, spirituality and, um, you know, the the whole shebang, if you will. Um, And it was in 2012 that I I had after gone through many, you know, different phases of this and then having most recently in 2011 gone through the kind of conspiracy phase. That's when I really started Mm. getting into, you know, more of those types of agendas that was actually very elating for me because uh, you know i had always i'd always thought about these things i always kind of uh, you know friends and, and 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 people in my sphere would bring these to my attention even in early years like in my my teens or my early 20s and i never really was interested because i was more focused on just making money having the women and you know going that traditional male route you know um, but when I when I came to this, I came at a time where I was deep in entrepreneurship. I was deep in, um, you know, this this kind of trajectory of not living the nine to five life. I just dropped out of university in my fourth year, so all of this was kind of amalgamating to then seeing that the world wasn't what I thought it was, and it was so invigorating for me because I was like, well, yeah, this is this is what I intuitively felt the whole time. Um, and, of course, that initial elation led to, you know, a lot of other deeper, darker topics that I wasn't as prepared for at the time. But it was certainly necessary, um, you know, and and, and helpful. Uh, but, you know, it didn't really deal with my anxiety. You know, it didn't deal with my inner period of time. Meditation was what really kind of got me um, going down the deeper spiritual path the authentic awakening path because it's you know it's oftentimes that people may confuse uh, awakening with like authentic awakening Mm. with just knowing things about conspiracy and um, and I quickly saw that that was just not the case as I as I matured on my path because for me you know conspiracy was one of the first things that I came into which for a lot of people it could be um, and that would only have come if I wasn't at a, if I was only at a certain level of frequency, which I, 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 I you know, um, I give the credit to the personal development phases and my fitness phase and just like eating a bit better that 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 layered a certain foundation for a certain vibrational awareness and, and, and frequency accretion that would give way for being able to even consider conspiracy. So there is a stage and a reality to awakening in that regard. However, when we're speaking of a true, authentic, non-dual awareness, or, or coming into an awakened or an enlightened, you know, um, connection to ourselves and and, and realization of con- true consciousness, this is this is not really dependent on knowing this or that, and you know, knowing what's happening in the world or this that that, that can be the icing on the cake, but it's not dependent. And I I've, I I it took me a while to actually really get to know that and understand that. It took me a good you know four or five years of diving into a lot of the authentic practices of meditation and yoga and tantra and, you know, more advanced Buddhist and Tibetan Buddhist teachings and all of this. And as that kind of navigated me through the journey, I more and more just focused on, you know, well, the only litmus test I can really bring to what my level of awakening is, 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 whether or not I'm coming to a place of deepened peace within myself, whether or not all this information, all this study, all this knowledge has actually been worth anything in regards to how do I just feel in this moment? You know, do I feel okay? Do I feel uh, content with myself? Do I feel content in my placement in the world, et cetera. And so this, you know, like I'm sure, you know, too, you know, we go through many layers of humbling in that regard, which continue to dismantle, you know, our belief structures, even what we call spiritual belief structures, you know, and we may hold a spiritual belief structure that for a certain phase is helpful, but then as we go into a different phase, it's no longer, and we have to be willing to, again, humble ourselves to the unknowing aspect of the journey, as much as it, as much as the journey is about coming to knowing, you know, our true wisdom, right? So, um, I mean, I've gone into a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I really wanted to give context of, you know, where I've, where I've come from, because, At least the past four years um, it's been a bit different I mean it was in 2016 I came to a different teacher that um, kind of in a sense was put an end to my seeking in December 2017 was when I uh, came to realize the true nature of myself at least as a initial foundational sense and people term that as you know a certain level of awakening or enlightenment or whatever but it really isn't the end at all if anything it's the beginning to something completely new and that's really what the past three or four years has been for me where I started, I, I really came to existing in a completely new realm of my experience, which started to give me much more clarity and ability to navigate the human realm, you know, to embody all these, uh, you know, insights and these, these different levels of consciousness that came through deep meditation and various practices. And how is that applicable now and relatable to, you know, let's say all the way now in 2020, how are we navigating ourselves um, in a simultaneous manner where, yes, we're focused on coming to a deep level of peace within ourselves. And, you know, that typical monk like almost approach, you know, like in, in just recognizing we are alone. And if we focus on our own inner path, we will be given the fruits of, of that labor. But then, of course, on top of that, the majority of us living in um, a modern world with modern responsibilities and, you know, commitments and, you know, various logistical elements that, require us to also just humble ourselves to the human nature that it doesn't matter how enlightened we become, there are human um, aspects to the experience, you know, in regards to how we treat people, you know, ethics, politics, money, you know, all of these things that are are certainly important. And I felt at least personally, I don't know about you, you can probably share on this too, but I, I felt like a, a lot of that has coalesced this year, you know, where, um, you know, even one thing that I feel is important to note, like, I, I you know, I know a lot of, uh, well, I mean, there's not in retrospect, you know, in consideration of the population, it's not too many people, but I, I know a, a certain group of, of people that I view to be, you know, highly awakened people that a lot of people, a lot of these people that some don't even know about, they're like unknowns in the scene, but I've always gone to for mentorship or, um, you know, just wisdom. And I, I just started noticing that, all across the board, there wasn't a consistency in regards to the awareness of the, the human dimension or, you know, like things like we could say are termed conspiracy, but many of us know they're not really uh, conspiracies. They're just facts or they're just revealed now, not even in the, in in some sort of secrecy. <laughs> they're just right out in the open. But, you know, these types of topics that at least are categorized there, um, I started to notice that, you know, some of the most enlightened quote unquote beings that I knew um some of which were just starting to get into this type of knowledge. They, they had really no idea. Maybe they were holding a certain frequency, a certain energy, a certain awareness, but they were still like babies in in that regard, you know? So I found that really interesting because for me, it was always a consistent element through my path. I was always aware of, you know, kind of what was going on and I could always see through things. Like if something popped on the news, you know, within an hour, I'd probably be able to figure out what's actually going on there, you know? Um so it was just, it was really interesting to me because it was like, yeah, like it, it's not linear, you know, not everyone knows this or that. You could have one person that believes this, you know, that's very enlightened mm, and another person mm-hmm. that's very enlightened that believes like the opposite. You know, it's 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 a really, it's such an interesting thing, you know. Um, and, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I feel like this process is very individual, especially when we're speaking of 2020 that, um, you know, above all, if we're devoted to truth we're going to have that revealed to us. It's just that it may be revealed to us at different times and in different ways um, that still may be on the surface, seemingly quite different, but there's still like a commonality at the core, you know, like a, like a respecting of each other and a, and a, and a compassion for each other and understanding for each other, even if beliefs are, you know, very different. Right. And, um, and yeah, especially when it comes to 2020 and You know the specific conspiracy topics which i'm sure we can get into they they're they're also nuanced and it's not black or white there's a lot of gray area there's a lot of different varying elements to this um and and i think that's really important to constantly be reminded of so that we don't get into black or white thinking um or we don't get into just trying to convince ourselves that we're so certain about everything uh and that 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 has to do with many elements in our our own individual nature but but, yeah, that's at <sighs> least the initial rundown on <laughs> just, you know, like this this 10-year general kind of version of it all. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything. Yeah, from, absolutely. From you Thanks so but, much
0: yeah. for that, Corey. I knew this podcast would be one of those ones where you know, I just want to ask the most potent questions that have been mulling around in my mind that I said, hey, when I get Corey on the line, I'm going to ask him. Because, um, yeah, you just, you just have such a, a beautiful <laughs> yeah. way – of putting things so so the next one that comes to mind on that thread is you know we're here in we're here in 2020 in linear time and a lot of men i have noticed this year have really come to this realization that we're in some sort of matrix simulation computer game whatever you want to say a lot more men are talking about this and i know that ties in with the conspiracy theories and with the spirituality so I'd love to hear from you, like, your take on, like, what, like, what exactly are we as, you know, spirits, uh, you know, in these human bodies? Like, what are we existing in? Like, what is planet Earth in this realm that we're dwelling in? Hmm,
1: that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's one of the biggest questions that I had on my path, you know, where it's like, okay, initially we may ask like, what's the, what's my purpose? Um, You know, why am I here? Where did I come from? Maybe if there's a belief that you may have come from some other place and, um, and yeah, ultimately like what is this planet in the middle of, Mm -hmm. you know, the infinite universe? And I feel like that's the initial point, right? Is like when we look at like an Instagram meme or something and we see like, oh, like anything is possible or, you know, uh, I don't know, like the universe is infinite, like these type of typical kind of memes. Um, it's, they're really nice and they're really, they feel really good. And and we generally on the surface believe them. And then when we start getting into things, let's say like, like our true Mm -hmm. earth history, this is a big topic. This type of topic is one that really pushes the envelope for people, especially even those who consider themselves spiritual or awakened or whatever. We start getting into that topic it really starts to open up a whole new can of worms. And it really actually starts to give us a litmus test of how much we really believe in those memes. Like how much are we authentically Mm -hmm. actually living that, you know, (laughs) that's a really funny one because one thing that I found was interesting on my journey of going into like every, every tradition that I felt resonant with every, every advanced teaching on that was available. um, One thing that was common was I wasn't able to find um, that much information about The real earth history of this planet outside of like the traditional mythologies, you know, every tradition has all these different mythology, Hindu, Buddhist, you know, Greek, um, Mayan, all of the native traditions. It's all of these varying kind of like mythologies that are written like in fantasy tales, you know, they're written like we're five years old. And that was for a reason, obviously, because we do act like children, even though we're adults on this planet. You know, many of us are still children. So we many times we we needed that, and I guess on my path I, I needed that too. But th- there just came these questions, like, well, what what's what are these really pointing to? Like when you speak to these different mm-hmm. gods in Hinduism, who are they? Like I want to know mm-hmm. who these beings are. You know, um, and so as I started getting deeper, I started understanding more the nuances of what these conversations were. And now, you know, over the past, you know, 10 years, let's say, you know, there's a lot more new age type conversations, even more in the new age mainstream, let's say on like Gaia TV or whatever about things like ancient aliens or true civilization history. And, you know, there's countless authors and scientists and things sharing all kinds of things. Um, so, you know, my journey led me into many of these different um, topics. One of the first documentaries actually was um, called Chymatica. And that was in 2011 um, by, uh, I forget, I think his name's Brett something, but um, he was on Gaia TV now and, you know, he, he shared a lot of interesting things. And although when I look back now and I look at the documentary, I, I don't, I'm not aligned with all of it anymore, but it was a real opener because it started to kind of paint the picture of these mythologies that were pointing to, yeah, what is earth? You know, where is earth actually um, from? Um, has it come from us someplace? You know, what is the actual history of, say, humanity and these things? So over the course of time, um, you know, and going into many of these different traditions and learning about things like, you know, aliens and uh, race lines, which would be like, okay, well, we have our, you know, four or five different core root races on the planet. or Or so we think they're the root races. But when we actually go far back into the history that goes back, not just thousands, but millions of years we come into an awareness that humans have been, have been existing for a much longer period than we ever could have thought. And on top of that, um, the races that we talk about on the planet are just a fraction of what exists um, out in the universe. And, and that's just a natural thing that we would come to at a certain point of recognizing, well, if the universe really is infinite, then, and we're existing on a planet that that has all this stuff and all this creativity and all these beings and all that, Well, we could only imagine that it's exponentially, you know, more expansive in every direction and throughout the universe. You know, when we think of how many stars there are and how many solar systems and how many similar planets to Earth. Well, we could only if even if we're just focused on the physical dimension, like literally taking spaceships and going places, we would still come to the recognition that there would have to be all kinds of different other beings and and things, you know, across time. So. As that started to deepen and I started going into a lot of these different uh, pieces of study, um, I stumbled on a, a, a group of teachings that um, is, is called uh, Kalantic Science or what we call mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. Law of One. And, um, you know, the Law of One is a little bit more popular in the New Age, um, more so specifically through the channelings of Ra, it's yep. a series yep. of six books that, um, you know, I went through and it seems like you have as, as well. So I went through that extensively and there's a lot of great teachings in that. There's a lot of great um, initial uh, perspectives on um, basically we could say the a core teaching of the universe, you know, something that um, in a sense interconnects with potentially every tradition on the planet uh, because every tradition on the planet, when we go back into the original history, we actually find that they are all connected to um, very similar teachings and things, but very much so specifically connected to these Law of One uh, teachings. Now, I just had a conversation with someone about this, actually, that the raw channelings are really just the the, the, the surface level perspective of what the Law of One teachings actually are. Um, and that's where the Kalonic Science version came in, which was a series of teachings that has just recently come back onto the planet over the past 20 years that... Um, does happen in every important time cycle in our history. Uh, and so from the perspective of, you know, the Kelonic science teachings, the earth has a very long history, not only itself, but the inhabitants that have been here, including ourselves as what we call, you know, humans. Um, and so th- this perspective um, has been documented in, in many traditions in different ways, but it's like almost all these traditions were kind of missing pieces. So I, I had stumbled upon a book many years ago that I wasn't at all ready to get into at the time, um, you know. but over the past four or five years, I was able to, to kind of deepen into it more. And that was, that book was called Voyagers 2. And Voyagers 2 um, was written by um, the main individual who has brought the Kealonic science teachings through. And she um, uh, wrote this book as a means to basically translate um, the original Earth history. And what I mean translate is that the information that's brought through in law of one teachings and Kelank science is brought through, um, uh, a translation process, uh, that is kind of like, uh, like some, someone was like uh, called like a scribe, you know, there's been many scribes in previous times, those who kind of download information. Um, this scribing happens in a very unique way because it's basically, um, scribed in, um, through, almost like a connection to these specific hard drive disks they're called CDD plates cloister door Torah plates and these plates are basically like pockets or packets of information that have infinite amounts of data like the most like biggest hard drive disk you possibly imagine and they they encode um, the entire um, uh, kind of basically the entire wisdom of the universe is encoded within the within these desks including the 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 history of, of time of relative time and so um the...
0: looks like you dropped out there. Oh, you just dropped out there briefly. You were just saying the Voyager's okay, 2 book. Okay, there you go.
1: Okay, hopefully I keep this uh, connection, but we're good. Um yeah, the the Voyager's 2 book um, basically uh, goes through this entire um, history. And when when we start with the Earth planet, what we're basically going into is, um, you know, a recognition that the Earth planet has actually been uh, a downstep. It, it, it's, it's a part of a higher dimensional version of Earth that was previously called, well, it's now called Gaia at the... Um, uh, uh sorry fifth dimensional level and then we have tara sorry tara is at the fifth dimensional level then we have gaia that's above that now these higher dimensions of, of the version of earth um, was originally where civilization used to exist. And these, these older civilizations were um, basically like the gathering ground for the universe. These were some of like the, where all of the, the races would come and kind of in a sense party, you know, like it was like a, a grand universal party in these, in these um, specific versions of earth. But through, you know, the process of specific moments in time in our history, um and and we're talking about galactic history there was periods where there was certain falls and these falls um uh, within time existed um through specific groups of beings because you know when we look through the universe and we look through even just our time matrix which our time matrix exists as what we call a 12-dimensional um uh, time matrix that has three dimensions that are out of time or um, in, in a sense, unmanifested. They are like the light fields. So it's a 15-dimensional time matrix. This 15-dimensional time matrix is what we would call our universe. And it's more specifically called our Vecca. And um, there are actually universes within universes when we, when we upstep through this anatomy. We call this the anatomy of God. And when we go through the levels of understanding this, these, these anatomy. Um, and, and these levels of universe we find that we find really how you, how infinite the universe is and it's far too much to get into today but what i'm just painting the picture of is that there's a, a there's very much a structure to the universe and a structure to our existence here uh, on planet earth and how we find ourselves here now down all the way in the third dimension where earth is found in our solar system um, we're actually finding now that when we when we go through this earth history is that Um, this Earth and this solar system is actually um, like a a fragment of these higher versions of Earth that have and still do exist on higher dimensions. But now as a product of varying falls, and what I mean by fall is that at certain points in time, certain races of beings within the universe, um, in a sense, defected from original um, kind of Commitments, we could say uh, it's specifically called the Emerald Covenant because the Emerald Covenant through the perspective of the Kelonic science teaching is the upholding of truth in the simplest form. It's the upholding of truth and all beings within the universe that are al- in alignment with the Emerald Covenant are their purpose is to uphold this truth wherever they go. Just like when we awaken here, we desire to uphold truth. We, we desire to uphold righteousness, you know, in our eth- ethical and moral ways of being. Well, this is no different on any level of the universe, but just like we find ourselves here in this planet where there's beings who do not choose that, this does happen and has happened many times in the highest dimensions of of our universe. And the original fall happened at um, the 11 and a half dimension uh, where um, the original fall of Lyra uh, occurred. And Lyra is the um, star system that exists at the 12th dimension, which essentially is the kind of origin point for this entire universe Uh, and then from there we have andromeda and arcturus and sirius uh, a and b you know gaia tara and then we come down all the way um you know into earth and so um you know the history of how earth has gotten here and this whole universe is is a very long one but that original defection um i forget the exact time frames a few billion years ago but that original defection that happened in lira um, has been documented in um, traditional scripture. Uh, for instance, in the Christian Bible, it's actually depicted as the fall from Eden. Uh, the fall from the Garden of Eden is exactly this, um, this happening. And so that uh, storyline um, of, of the defection actually happened many times. It happened at many different layers. And the most recent one um, uh, that kind of got the earth where it, it is today uh, happened on Tara, which was our original um, kind of home ground. <laughs> it was our original kind of version of this earth. Um, and that defection actually resulted in, um, you know, the kind of uh, what, we, what we would see, see to be a massive explosion. Um, but in a higher dimensional field, it kind of happens a bit differently. But that, that explosion basically resulted in the downstepping of that solar system to basically be created as, as fragments. Many of the planets here are actually fragments of, uh, of, of Tara, you know, of, of the higher version of Earth. So it's an interesting discovery. And science, I'm sure, will we'll figure this one out at some point. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm all sharing this, you know, as a theoretical version. But when you really get into it and you really study it, especially when you studied many different cross-references, you start to see the correlations. And, um, again, in my view, Voyagers 2 and Kalonic Science, is one of the more comprehensive, if not the most comprehensive uh, version of our Earth history that I've ever seen. It goes it goes into everything. Um, and we haven't even got into the discussion of where humans originated from, you know, and in the stories of, of Voyagers 2 and, you know, all the teachings that have come through, the the origin point for Earth, for humans on this Earth was 575 million years ago as the original angelic Tyrannisium human, which essentially was the kind of breeding ground of the core races the core kind of leader christic emerald covenant um light beings that came together to bring their dna and bring their kind of genetic coding to create like a super race you know literally like a super race and um and that's who we are that that is essentially who we all are in some form or another anyone who's listening this in some degree is going to be connected to that original kind of race line right so um, but when we're speaking five hundred seventy-five mi- five million years ago, I mean, this is beyond most people's conceivable idea of, of of a history, you know. And and so there's been many, many, many happenings since then that have left us to where we are today, which is um, a, a cut off version of that original human. You know, we have access to that, especially, you know, if someone identifies themselves as a star seed or an indigo or crystal child. You know, an indigo child is essentially one who holds that original blueprint, original DNA, um, not necessarily fully embodied in the physical dimension, because um, that's not co- entirely possible here yet. But it, it, it is it is a possibility as we continue to move forward. You know, we're, we're all going to continue to access different parts of our dimensional blueprint and, and our DNA, which is not just a 12 strand DNA, some of us having upwards of 24 to 48 strands um, of DNA, which you know, uh give us access to to everything, really, you know. Um, so one thing that I didn't mention that that maybe would be important, and I think it's actually very important in understanding conspiracy knowledge, because for the common person getting a conspiracy, if they don't have or not given an opportunity to explore histories of what we're speaking about here, which you know we're just touching the surface, but at least giving us a more galactic perspective, you know, like a more of an eternal perspective. Like Yes, if I'm going to become enlightened, that means I'm I'm aligning with myself as an internal being. So what does it mean to exist eternally within the universe? It's not like, you know, when we traditionally think of enlightenment in Buddhist tradition, I know that's what my perspective was. It's like, oh, you just exist in a nothingness void. You return to source, like everyone says, you know, but it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like what does it mean to return to source? Is that even the case? Or do you just realize your source nature and your source self? But simultaneously then co-create and exist within creation you know eternally going to universes and planets and you know having conscious memory of where you've come and where you're going this is this is what it that means to me you know um, and so again to have a clear consideration of, of conspiracies and 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 actually see like yeah how could people be so evil you know in some regard or how could there be this on the planet how could this be happening in certain ways well when you understand that, The whole universe has had this issue for a very long time and the original defections in this universe basically ended up i mean it's like a star wars movie really but the the essential premise behind what we're speaking about is that those original defections caused a rift within this entire universe basically bringing us into a phantom or what we call like an ai ruled uh phantom universe a, a black hole universe where so much of the distortions that occurred from those original defections and then continuously from there continually brought ourselves where we are here in this earth into um you know potentially almost a point of no return where the whole universe was falling into essentially a black hole system or or a fallen universe so this brings a whole new discussion because then we see that a lot of this distortions we find on the planet and, you know, even things that we think are natural, you know, even in the spiritual realm, you know, a lot of times, you know, people are throwing out teachings that seem so, so, so real. It seems like, oh, this is just natural. It's found in nature, like, you know, certain sacred geometries and all these different things. But when we take into account the true earth history and the fact that this earth in particular has existed in a fallen or a black hole universe for a very long time. Well, what we find in nature is not necessarily a representation of true nature, and then what we find in the the, the political conspiracy elite game is also, um, you know, it, it gives more of a reasoning as to to, to how um, that could be possible. You know, how could certain beings be so, you know, evil from from a, a, a traditional perspective? You know, it's um, it's a very interesting discussion, but when we start to understand that you know the the earth history and then of course getting into more details as to let's say you know who are those races of beings that then defected and became rulers of this of this universe for periods of time and then specifically you know governors of this planet um, like you know specifically certain anunnaki or draconian beings those are the two main race lines that have warred over this planet for for millions of years and then we have the original human race line which is like the third group that You know is here to kind of be a governor to be a guardian uh of 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 this and to do the work necessary so that these beings who are warring you know can't war any longer and so we see that play out everywhere on the planet and we can see that in politics right now we can see a lot of these things where these beings that um you know essentially look at humans like 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 sheep or like we would look at like ants you know it's a there's nothing to it. You can't even blame them. You know, it's like, if you see it, if a tiger sees a sheep, like what do you, how can you blame it for killing it? That's just what it does at least in, on this planet, you know? So um, for me, that helped give a whole different level of understanding and actually compassion for everybody because of what we've gone through over for for such a long, long period of time, you know? Um, And yeah, so I think I'll wrap that one up because it's a long one, but I, I will, I will, I will say You know, in regards to this information, um, it's just information. You got to take it for what it is. But the second thing is, you know, it it can be distracting for you to time. Maybe this is not necessary. You know, maybe it's not helpful to understand all these things. But at a certain point, it may be. And at least on my journey, I always look to have more of a holistic viewpoint on my path. You know, for me, understanding spirituality and true awakening while simultaneously understanding the conspiracies and the, the earth agendas and all that, that was all so helpful. Because it 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 all can came down to truth. What is true, you know? And while some people may not resonate with that, I feel you know it's all a product of our own individual path, you know. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Who I was loving that I was loving that, and it's definitely from my own perspective something within yeah probably since the start of like 2020 where I've stepped more into my own research and my own understanding of galactic I'll say it in quotation marks because for the longest time I was running around as a masculine leader not really thinking past the just the stars and the constellations Mm. that we look up on our little map and they have a name and this entire year has just been a massive opening of me to um, just the deception and the 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 forgetfulness of you know men women and children around our, our true history so I thought that was a really great synopsis now one thing that I know a lot of men are going through right now is this whole idea um, you know you had mentioned there's you know the 15 different dimensions the fall all of this stuff so like we have the 3d which most people can understand and then there's you know they talk about the 4D, and then they talk about how you know this ascension this awakening is rising consciousness rising men into The fifth dimension so can you just speak to the men who are starting to you know remember maybe they're you're waking up to spiritual gifts um, as many of these men are who email me perhaps they're just starting to see past the the control the control matrix and illusion like what exactly is the third to the fourth the fifth dimension for yeah that's a great
1: uh that's a great question too i mean there, there's different a few different pieces to this. I, I would say to premise that um, the typical ideas about you know ascension to fifth dimension and 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 these very things it's both very simple and it's also extremely complex in, in the regard that, um, you know it's like we're not just going to 5d tomorrow you know that that is that is quite a process and it, it is literally a process of uh, a, a certain transfiguration like we're we, we are moving to a different potential place and that's where you know the conversation of getting into understanding some of these topics we talked about and understanding you know uh, ascension mechanics and you know, what does it really mean to actually be able to navigate your your path consciously, you know, because death is going to come to our doorstep at a certain point. So while understanding how we're going to navigate ourselves um, would be the question there. Right. So that, that's not something for everyone at this time necessarily. And it's not something you got to rush into, but it is something I want to preface. Now, the other element is that you could have no understanding about ascension mechanics or earth history or anything of that nature and still navigate yourself in a really beautiful way, and I think that's really important. Is that the the topics of you know three D, four D, five D, you know they're they're fairly nuanced, but you know essentially we do exist in the third dimension here, and we're kind of oscillating into the third three point five. Um, that would be the typical perspective because. When we're speaking about 4d this is the astral plane and then 5d is where we exist in a different form of a body you know it's it's more of a light body essence that is still a body but it's 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 quite different and it's much more malleable and for instance the organ system and all that is quite different um everything is different you know third dimension is is quite a (laughs) you know an interesting conversation here because the ways in which we act now as a human in the third dimensional form uh, require us to take care of ourselves in many different ways. right? So as men here, naturally we are called to a certain uh, ability to uphold a structure, a foundation, you know, a strength, a security, a safety in our in our physical and present life. And that's not so much a product of needing to do a million things, but it's a certain energy that we hold, right? It's a certain um, foundation and strength and courage within ourselves. That's important, especially within a time where there's a lot of uncertainty, right? A time where uh, people are looking to each other for leadership, you know, for um, for a sense of, of calmness, a sense of clarity. So to hold these principles of, of, of a sense of inner contentment, of peace, of compassion, understanding, you know, um, uh, a certain discernment. You know, because compassion is not always this kind of lovey-dovey, huggy thing. It's compassion is like the mother bear. You know, sometimes there's 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 softness and sometimes there's toughness. And so this is very much what I think is important, um, at, at least on a fundamental principle level for all of us has been to be cu- further cultivating. I know that's my intention as well, um, because that is the real strength that we're going to have to move ourselves forward as we gain access to let's say the astral dimension in the, the 4D where we are um, having more of awareness of our dreams, more of awareness of the messaging that can happen there, more of an awareness as to um, the levels of, of interference that also can happen there because like anything, any sort of manipulation only happens when we're not aware of it. So through dimension, there's certain things that we haven't been aware of. Now we're, we're becoming more aware of. That could be just in our individual life as well as you know collectively. But then fourth, fourth dimension, there's also a lot of that. There's much more of it, actually, that happens there because most are not able to see. Like most people, let's say, can't remember their dreams or, um, you know, haven't really ever accessed these states in meditation. So there isn't an awareness as to what's going on in the unseen space. Right. So um, getting into the, the, the authentic meditative practices, you know, starting to really pay attention, you know, to dreams and things like that. And I would say, actually, most importantly, we were speaking about this just before we, you know, started recording, which was the listening element. You know, for men, we're often really focused on the doing, Mm -hmm. on the acting, on the speaking, on the moving forward. And so the the femininity of listening, which is to be very receptive, that's the only way we can really tune to energy. You know, like the only way we're going to really be able to tune to the subtle dimensions of our energy body, of other dimensions, of being able to perceive, you know, and discern between these types of topics that we're getting into that comes from listening like really feeling into the body right treating the body with a deep so- softness a, a deep respect where you can really feel okay well what is the body saying to saying right now i know my mind's saying one thing but what does my body feel and, and and what am i tuning into that i may not necessarily be able to perceive or logically figure out because again you know the male mind is going to want to logically understand everything uh-huh. right so so these are the the entry points i feel to then being able just to then start to see the potentials of what you know 5d consciousness uh will be and and again i I, that's still a far way out for us to like all be existing in that but we are tasting the fruit of this and we can you know just as a simple perspective of of existing as a multi-dimensional being we all are multi-dimensional beings as a 15-dimensional being but we just don't all have awareness or access to these different levels so although we do live here now in the third and third and a half dimension we can access progressively these varying levels of ourselves that give us then guidance you know we can hear the guidance of our higher self or Oversoul. um you know our avatar level self just to give a little bit of perspective there's five levels of your energy of your of yourself there's your incarnate self which exists from dimension one to three there's your soul self, which is dimensions four to six. Um, there's your oversoul self, which is dimensions seven to nine. And then their avatar self, which is dimensions 10 to 12. Your Rishi level identity, which goes beyond manifestation is from dimensions, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, 13 to 15. So we have access to all of these. Just we we may not have access to that yet. You know, we may not have gotten to that place yet. So this is, in my view, what it means to awaken, is that we awaken progressively these levels of ourselves. And as that happens, um, through many different teachings, it's not just law of one, it's not just this. I mean, I've used many different perspectives, human design, you know, Buddhist teachings, tantra, like various perspectives on nutrition, and even fitness and calisthenics. These are all different tools that support us in activating ourselves. But um, But this is what it means to you know, to start to have a clarity that you are a multidimensional being. And although you do exist here and we have to stay here, you know, we have to stay focused on what's here. Um, We also can, you know, play with these different realms and and start to bring them all online. So they start to work and sync up together. You know, that's that's what really is is is, it's all about is syncing up all the levels of ourselves um, so that we can live integrally. You know, that's, I mean, that's what it means to be integral, you know, to, to match your thoughts, words, and actions, right? So to match up the levels of your being is essentially the same thing. It's just a little bit more, more of an expanded version of that integrity. Yeah.
0: Awesome, Corey, that was beautifully said and a perfect note to conclude this on. I know there's going to be plenty of men messaging or Instagramming and all that stuff about a part two. So I know we'd love to have you back on the podcast at some time in the future to keep, yeah, man, to keep totally going down. deeper I mean, on this. It can
1: go forever and so many important topics right now. So I love it. I appreciate you bringing me on and everyone watching, taking the time to to go into this. Some things may have, you know, they may push some, not necessarily push buttons, but they may be outside of traditional perspectives shared. But as long as you keep an open perspective and then go through your own process of discernment, you know, that's all that I think is really necessary.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is New Earth Masculine Leadership (laughs) in a nutshell. So before we hop off here, Corey, um, how can men follow your work, your writings? I know you're pretty prolific when it comes to Um, communicating some of the stuff that's coming through you and some of your research so how can yeah so uh, my website
1: eyp.life has uh, a good portion of a lot of things um i've shared but i'm still like catching up on that so um most of my sharing is happening through instagram uh infinite chic um and then on youtube same handle and uh facebook Corey chic i just got deleted i'm just back from after getting deleted so <laughs> so i have like 50 Hi, friends there um so I'm, I'm slowly building that but i don't know i don't know instagram seems to be the core place right now
0: yeah cool. Martin, Thank awesome cory thanks for your time brother